Welcome to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Koos. We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth. Hello and welcome back to the 2020 version of the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. It's completely different. <laughs> completely different. Totally new. <laughs> you won't recognize it. Just like everything else is promising, everything is new this year, new year, new you, new everything. New decade. Just decade. Yep. It's all new. <laughs> we. I'm saying that lightheartedly. I don't feel like the the new year, new thing, new you thing mm. works for me. Um, but we've all three been talking about how over the holidays, beginning of the new year, we all get pretty introspective and mm. thinking about where are we, where are we going. Um, we've been thinking about this podcast and what we want to do and where we want to go, and we are all super pumped. <laughs> we are. That I can safely say. And I think, yeah, this time of year is a great time to really think about what it is uh, that you want for the year ahead. And there's plenty of people who would probably shy away from that, who don't like the idea of, yeah, New Year's resolutions or doing anything at New Year. But I think for a lot of us, it's just whenever whenever there is this new chapter in your life, whether it be a new year or whether it be marked by a birthday or whether it be a specific event that happens, whenever there's something going on that allows us to kind of think about, oh, this is a new chapter. I think it's a great time to get clear on, okay, well, if this is new and if this is a, a an opportunity to do things differently and to start things afresh, how do we want to go about that and what do we want for our lives going forward? So for me, I've always liked that element of new year and it's always been yeah a bit of a fun thing to think about what I want for the year ahead um yeah something you should know about Sam and I Sam being a coach me being a therapist uh Koos you can back us up on this we can be quite annoying party guests <laughs> because <For sure. laughs> we see every social opportunity as a time to um expose each other's souls how are you where's your heart at yes uh we both have had moments in the past few weeks where we have made dinner guests or i went on a ladies weekend mm. uh, bear their souls whether they want to or not about the new year and where they were <laughs> i've been tried asking with my everybody. family mm. yes it didn't really work <laughs> i i thought i'm not gonna give them my 20 questions for 2020 although one family member did openly participate which was fun cheers to my stepdad who actually got on board with this but I thought that would be a bit much how about I just throw out a question over dinner like hey if you could think of one word that you want to focus on in 2020 or you want it to be like a bit of a guide what would your word be and um the vast majority of my family did not want to participate and did not give me a word (laughs) I was like, damn it, I'm only asking for one word, people. And don't you feel like people pay me for this kind of stuff? Come on, I give it to you for free. Like, come on. This is why you and I might um, not get any more dinner invitations. This is why you're my soul family, Lindsay. (laughs) I can ask you these questions and know that you're thinking the same thing and enjoying the question. Down to chat about this yeah. stuff all the time. And yeah. so here we are. Mm. We are becoming those annoying people at the party uh, yes. asking you, our listeners, do mm. you have a word of the year? What is yeah. it? 
Yeah. Do you, Sam? by the way? I do. Oh, well, do you want me to start or should we start with your word? Let's start with your word. Oh, my word is actually focus, <laughs> which focus. is not necessarily a particularly exciting word for me because what excites me in life is lots of variety and lots of different options and but what? but I actually have huge huge uh business dreams in particular and I really feel that for me to be able to bring those dreams to life and create what I want to create then this year I'm gonna need to focus and I'm gonna need to really remind myself of that because I know there's gonna be lots of bright shiny new objects and new ideas and new people saying let's do this and collaboration opportunities and maybe speaking gigs and all sorts of things and I need to focus <laughs> focus my energy on my priorities you know and be super intentional about that and one thing to keep in mind about what Sam said was that she's not saying you know, I'm not doing speaking engagements anymore. I'm not collaborating with people anymore. My guess, it's more like I will do that one day, but mm-hmm. not now. Or if I do this, is it going to help me get one step closer to realizing my dream? Exactly. Yes. That's such a good point because it's true. It's not, I don't want to, um, yeah, rule out all of these other things, but it's more about being very aware of when opportunities are presenting themselves to me are they taking me one step closer to the big dream and am I really focused on that because I think if I don't bring that awareness my tendency again as a seven on the Enneagram is to say yes to everything (laughs) all the time and uh, that doesn't always work uh, yeah well for my (laughs) for me the mean girl inside of me wants to mess with you all year long Oh my goodness. Hey Sam. You want <laughs> well, you've already me done it. I mean, you just asked me to come to New York. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Please do yeah, not. Yeah, I'm definitely going to mess with you and see how strong your resolve is, Sam. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your word, Lindsay? My word this year is gratitude. Um, I don't feel like I struggle with being a grateful person. But I do think I start a lot of projects out of fear sometimes. Like, Mm. um, I need to do this so that I'll feel important or I'll feel like I'm adding value to this relationship or I'll do so, I mean, classic Enneagram too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I want to be doing the things I'm excited about, but with a place of everything in my life is already incredibly awesome. And this is just another extension of that as opposed to I need this to feel okay about myself. Mm. I need to succeed in this area to feel better. But instead it's like, no, everything is really wonderful in my life. And Mm. I have some space to create. And that is a gift, not a punishment or a burden. Mm. And so just to have that kind of that foundation piece switch for me a little bit, shift a little bit. I love that. Kuz, do you have a word? Putting me on the spot here, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to have a word. It's okay. You can be the like my family well, members who are like you and your words. I'm not, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> You're the professional here, but whatever. <laughs> Charge me and maybe I'll come up with one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I feel like I've been struggling with this word. I actually told Lindsay 
about it and we kind of ha- had a discussion about this. I feel like this year, my word of the year, I wanted to be content. Mm. But they can also come across that I don't want to learn more or grow more. Ah. Just happy where you're at. But that's not yeah. what my intention is. Like, mm. I don't know. That's- yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think, I mean, it's similar to what, when you think about Lindsay's word of gratitude, right? It's just, it's coming from a place of a beautiful acceptance and gratitude for what is. And similarly with content, it's about you can still pursue growth and opportunities and challenges, but from a place of contentedness and from a place of Mm -hmm. if this thing comes off awesome or if I I fail or if it doesn't go the way I want it to, then I'm still content in the way that I'm living my life and in the fact that I get the opportunity to, to try this thing. Yeah, there you go. That's why people are paying the big bucks, right? (laughs) I like our words. And so I think as we're thinking about the new year and what it is that we want for 2020, as I said, for those of you that may not use new year as a time to do this, I think any moment in your life can be a time to kind of sit down, pause and, and reflect on what do I really want going forward? What is working right now? What isn't working so well? What needs tweaking? How can I make a couple of mini changes in my life that could lead to me feeling a whole lot more joyful and self-loving and content and grateful and focused and all of these things that we want to be feeling? What are the practical things that we can do in order to bring those words and those intentions to life? Yeah, I think that sometimes when we hear that, we feel like I need to do a whole overhaul of my life. Mm. Um, And I feel like the most sustainable change I see both with myself and at work is really these almost micro steps that are created from a place of intention. Like I want to be in this space. What are Mm. the small steps I need to do today and then continue them to get there? And so I think the great question to ask is, what is bringing you joy right now? What's mm. lighting you up, mm. jazzing up your soul? And how do you make that a huge priority for yourself? Yeah. I think this is something that I started doing, I think it was in 2014 when I created my first joy list. But I really do mm-hmm. have a physical list. It's on my phone so that I can update it and change it and add to it and take away from it. And I write down every little thing I can think of that brings me joy. And the reason I do that is so that then I know how I can cultivate more joy. And I know in the moments where potentially I'm not feeling great, I can allow that feeling to be there. I can accept that feeling. I can sit with it, process it. And I know that when the time is right, I know how to consciously generate joy in my life again. So I think almost it's, like a recipe. Exactly. If you want to bake this cake again, what ingredients do you need? Yeah. And I think part of the reason why a lot of people aren't maybe feeling so joyful in their life, at least when I coach clients on this, is that when I ask that question, what brings you joy? A lot of people kind of give me a bit of a blank stare and they don't even know. And I think for so many of us, yeah, we've potentially become quite disconnected from 
from what those things are in our life. And there might be a lot of people listening who have no clue what those things are for them. So I think even the idea of creating this joy list, if, if you are creating a list like this, then you really, you know, part of it is about tuning in and experimenting and really being aware, hang on, what were the moments in my day today where I felt joyful? What were those things? So that you can kind of start to just realize how you can consciously generate this feeling for yourself. I read a great book, this break um, by Elise Blaha Kreitz, I mm. believe is her name. Yeah, I love her. And she is the queen of goal setting and mm. doing so with like intention and purpose and joy. And she has this acronym, I believe it's FOCEED. Instead of fear of missing out, it's fear of, oh shoot, I can't remember. Fear of living someone else's dream, essentially. I don't okay. I can't remember the acronym. Yeah. But thinking about your joy list and being not generic, being really mm. specific to who you are. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times you think if I buy a big house and I have a fancy car or I get this degree or I do this, you know, get um, all of these awards at work, whatever it is, then I'll be happy. That will make mm. me happy. Mm. And when we step back and think like, is that actually going to bring me the, the, the life sustaining joy that I need? Mm. Maybe it would, but it's more likely going to be some simple feelings that you want to feel that are easily attainable. And you know the ingredients to your own personalized joy list. Exactly. Because I think that joy is, it's a huge, it can feel like a, a huge emotion and a big word. And it's, it's found in many moments, you know, some of the most joyful things that happen are just someone smiling at you or, you know, having, having a laugh with someone, or it might be just the first cup of coffee that you have in the morning that it doesn't have to be these huge um, things. Sam, I, I thought you were off a of coffee right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I am. I know. What? I just Why? eliminated a source of joy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, I have a few adrenal issues that I probably, you know, caffeine isn't so great for me, but for the greater joy of being healthier for you. Exactly. You've eliminated a small joy. I'm eliminating. Yeah, I have to choose my joys. <laughs> I'm just going to pull up my list for a moment and I'm not going to read out everything on my list because that would be incredibly boring. But to give the listeners an example of the sorts of things I'm talking about, I have like specific songs that bring me joy. So I've, I've got those songs listed out. So I'm like, okay. Or sometimes it's just an artist I get a lot of joy from Justin Timberlake, believe it or not. So there you go. He's on my joy list. I have very specific people that bring me joy. And so I've got their names, like call this person, call this person. Of course, Lindsay and Chris, you guys are, are top of that list. Top of that list. I have things subtle, like, subtle. <laughs> oh, I did have go and have a coffee on the beach. Well, I'm going to have to eliminate the coffee from that now buy a bunch of poppies or daisies because those two types of flowers for me are like joyful flowers. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got particular podcasts that bring me joy. I've got here, <laughs> this was written a long time ago. It says hang out with a newborn baby, which is pretty funny because for me what I realized over the Christmas period was that so much joy for me now it comes from spending time with my family and in particular with my new little nephew who is a little baby and that brings me tons and tons and tons and tons of joy so it's just really getting keyed in on what those things are for you 
you know. And so got, you mentioned yeah. that with that realization after your big trip to Australia past mm. month, mm. that you had so much joy spending time with your nephew that you're going to make more of an effort to spend time with him. Yeah, that's a big part for me of my intention in 2020 is if he is such a key source of joy for me, how can I be around him more often? Um, so of course, whilst I'm still here, that might mean just, can I have more video chats with him? I mean, he obviously can't speak right now, (laughs) (laughs) but even just looking at him brings me joy. Um, but it also is about, you know, how can I change my life and make some big decisions and potentially even move back, um, to be closer to him, you know, because this is the thing we need to be aware that what brings us joy again, it's like everything with life. It's something that shifts and changes as we shift and change. And as we grow, what brings us joy also changes. And so now, you know, my nephew didn't exist in the world a year ago. So it's a big, huge change for me and something that I'm going to rearrange the way that I'm living to be able to bring more of that into my life. You heard it first here. (laughs) Exactly. News, breaking news. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But it's certainly a big part of my consideration in the next couple of months is how to make him a bigger part of my life. What about you, Lindsay? What's on your joy list? Ooh, many things. I have been painting like a maniac the past few days. And it it really does bring me so much joy. I feel Mm. like uh, our kitchen table currently where we're sitting has oh geez piles of art supplies and paintings i've been working on and while i don't love the clutter (laughs) it is such a reminder that um it's taken me a long time i never grew up feeling artistic Mm. and i didn't start painting until a couple years ago Mm. and it kind of surprises me that i'm getting so much joy from this pursuit and like, they're so pretty oh thanks um side note you can buy them from our website you are infinitely <laughs> also another side note this is how much she loves to paint she would always encourage me to go to bed it's fine <laughs> yeah don't wait up it brings me joy for my husband to go to bed early yes <laughs> it's true no um No, but I think that because of me identifying, this is such a huge source of fun for me. Last year, I started having um, a ladies art night on Thursday nights Mm -hmm. and friends come over and we just draw or paint or whatever, knit, whatever my friends bring over. And Thursday nights are like my favorite night. Mm. Um, And I'm texting, especially, you know, with my friend Jeannie. Um, texting with her about what we're creating and working on. And it's just so great to have that connection. So Mm. I'm getting to do the thing that brings me joy with people who bring me joy is like a Mm. double whammy. It's like exponential joy. (laughs) It is. Um, I feel like this year I told Kusa a few months ago that there are a few artists that I follow on Instagram that, oh my gosh, I'm just obsessed with. And I said, if they ever offer a class, even if it's out of town, I want to have some money set aside to go do that. And lo and behold, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite artists is going to be in New York in a few weeks. And we use cash in some miles and I'm going. (gasps) Yes. 
it just feels like um i don't know that i would have done that a few years ago mm. i think i would have thought it was frivolous or um i don't know taking away from my family to leave for the weekend and go mm. do this i mean it is kind of frivolous to go uh paint yeah. for a weekend but i think i've prioritized that joy in my life now and so the guilt <laughs> is fleeting <laughs> a little bit still there but um yeah and also i think i've communicated it to coos my partner in life um husband and love in love um just that this is important to me and i really love this and so he in in turn has been really supportive mm. um just in you know going with me to the art supply store and hearing me geek out about brushes and paper and he was the one that actually found out this artist was hosting a class and he's like, you should do it. So it just feels really special to find the thing that brings me joy. One of the things, and then to like double down on it. Yes. So important. And I think I want to get to Chris's joy list, but before we do, I just want to pick up on something that you said, which was, you know, the guilt is fleeting. I don't want to, just talk about that for a moment, because I think this is another thing that happens not only when we think about doing things that bring us joy or, you know, taking care of ourselves, doing things that are self-loving, there can be this overwhelming kind of feeling of guilt that it's selfish mm -hmm. to kind of do these things that are just about us and um, taking away from others. Yeah. And I just way. think, this is a fundamentally flawed idea and it's one that has been conditioned into us. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. even when you look at the term, we, were, we may have brought this up before, but guilty pleasure. Like why is pleasure guilty? Like why, <laughs> you know, I don't think there needs to be guilt attached. When to... I first, yeah. When I first started painting, I felt like um, there's no purpose to this. This isn't mm. like I was sewing a lot and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll sew all my own clothes. And like, that will mm. help prevent, um, you know, unfair labor in different yeah. countries. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a very specific purpose to that. It's being mm. creative and preventing this, you know, thing. But when I started painting, it just felt like, well, this is not benefiting anyone. It's not helping mm. anyone, well, even though it was massively helping my mental health. Um, yes. You know, but I think that that's an interesting thing too, right? Is that if it's not serving anyone or serving a greater quote unquote, greater purpose, mm. greater purpose, <laughs> greater purpose. But I think um, this is like, this really is a product of the current world we live in. Right. And of right. Um, a complete emphasis on results, on productivity, on capitalism, on consumerism, on there being some kind of purpose to everything that we do. And the, the greatest right. purpose of all time, which is the intrinsic joy we get from doing particular things, connecting with particular people, being in particular places, like we've kind of lost sight of that. And surely mm -hmm. that's the point of it all, right? It's just, it's not the purpose of life to feel as joyful as we can and to spread that joy around, you know, and to share it with the people that we love. I mean, when you say it like that, <laughs> sure. No more guilt is gone. No more guilt, it's vanished. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just something for people to be aware of that guilt is a normal feeling that will be associated potentially with doing these things, but it is a misguided product of the world we live in. And really, if we can think about the greater purpose being that, you know, the world needs joyful people to spread that love and joy 
as far and wide as possible. <laughs> I mean, if you say so, sure. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, I'll keep painting. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, Chris, what is on your joy list? What is on my joy list? Well, I started doing something. It's pretty basic, I think. I can't say that I used to be a big reader. I enjoy reading. Mm. Uh, maybe, I don't know, one book every three, four, five months. And um, <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say years. I was waiting for it. I was like, how? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pick up books, but don't finish them often. Yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in December, I was, this phone kept reminding me that, oh, your screen time this past week has gone up 20%. You're now spending mm. however many hours a day on it. And I was just mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of time I spend on my phone daily. And then I also love watching shows. Um, my routine in the past had been after I put the kids down for bed, I'm going to sit on the couch, turn on a show, something on Netflix, something on Hulu, whatever. And I just do that. But since early beginning of this month, I have read, I don't know, like five books. Oof. And wow. It's awesome. Like so instead of turning TV on, I just grab a book and read them. Um I love a few this. of my favorites so far are Beasts of Extraordinary Circumstance. Uh-huh. And uh another one called How Not to Die Alone that was fantastic. <laughs> um and then one that's pretty heartbreaking. Mary Lindsay, I mean, for starters, I would just say, How Not to Die Alone. Just Mary Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's heartbreaking, I'm in the middle of it right now, is it's called um, When Breath Becomes Air. <gasps> oh my goodness, Have you read Chris. That? I've read it. Tell me when you finish the book. Oh, because I'm, when I'm you in... read the, the what's it called, epilogue at the end of the oh, book? Oh my gosh, no. If you can keep uh -uh. a dry, like it, if you can read that without crying, then you're a robot. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> am in the middle of it right now. And oh uh, gosh. Yeah. Um, it's going to so kill So it's you. great. Like it's really brought me a lot of joy. Just reading a lot. Until and, apparently gets to the end of the book. Then the joy is <laughs> evaporating. The joy and here's what's great. Tears. This is a wedge salad moment from Lindsay. If you're not aware of what wedge salad <gasps> is, it's something from Modern Family. Modern family. <laughs> Um, the gist of this wedge salad is the husband one day decided that he loves wedge salad so much. And the wife was like, oh my gosh, I've told you about how awesome wedge salad was many, many times. How much you would love it. I've a long time ago. It. And now your friend tells you and now you love it. Oh my goodness. So this she's told all me, the time. hey, so use Goodreads, awful. right? And so I was like, okay, I'll get it. And it has been a good accountability thing because you would tell it, I am currently reading whatever, and I cannot stand that I have three books in that currently reading because that means I haven't finished them. So now I have to finish them. Gosh. Oh my gosh. He's such an upholder. It's crazy. Upholder, yep. I so. love it. But That's it also, awesome. I think this is how someone else's joy serves other people around them. Because for me having a quiet house at night, not having a screen on has mm. been like, is my jam. I so love it. 
And so my joy is increasing. We're able to talk about books that we've been reading together. Mm. And so it's been kind of unfolding in cool ways. Mm -hmm. So awesome. And I think for people that are feeling stuck with, well, what are the things that bring me joy? I think there's a couple of things that you can do. The first is to just ask yourself at the end of the day to kind of get into this a process of like a mini reflection. It can take two minutes where you kind of look back on that day and think what were the moments within that day that gave me joy and just write them down. Because I think if we are thinking about the context of our life, it can be hard to come up with things. But if we're just looking at the last 24 hours and thinking, was there anything in that day that brought me joy? And some days there won't be, but if you can just get used to reflecting on where were those moments, where were those pockets of joy in my day, writing those down. And then the other thing, which it doesn't always work, but I think it's a great starting off point for people that are feeling stuck is to ask yourself what you love doing as a child. And I know in the kind of self-help world, the coaching world, or even therapy, we're often talking about, you know, accessing your, your inner child and going back. But I think part of the reason why it's so important and why it particularly relates to joy is that when you're a little kid, you're not doing things, you're not analyzing pros and cons and figuring out why you should do something or if it's worthwhile or none of that, right? Kids are just doing things that bring them joy. That's all they're doing. They're just like, ah, I'm over this now, moving on. This is the next thing. Like kids have an internal kind of joy compass built in where they're constantly making decisions based on, yeah, this is fun and nah, this isn't for me. And I think we lose that as we get older and we start worrying about what other people think and whether it looks cool and whether it's, you know, a worthy pursuit. Makes money. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you can go back to that little kid that you were, that little girl, that little boy, and what brought you joy back then, very often those things will still bring you joy now. And, you know, I do think that we change and grow and what we find, what brings us joy will change and grow, as I said earlier. But I also know that some of those initial things that you used to love as a little kid are probably key points for you. And I think one of the reasons why I have so many songs on my joy list is that music for me was a huge, has always been a huge part of my life. And it was something that I loved as a little girl, all of it, anything to do with music. And so it's just looking back at your life and being like, what did I used to love to do before all of these voices came in and my conditioning and my, yeah, caring about what other people thought before that entered, what did I love? Doing math problems. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you choose that or was that a requirement for you? <laughs> Seriously, some people love that, right? That's why they like Sudoku because it's like a little math problem right there. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I cannot relate to that. That is <laughs> not on my joy list, but you go. <laughs> you, you live your math dreams. <laughs> Even when I think about my current my obsession as an adult with um, stationery and journaling. And when I look back as a little girl, I had pen pals from as soon as I could write from the age of five. And I had journals, like little diaries. And I constantly, like, this is not something that I have turned to as an adult to bring me joy. It's something that always, fortunately for me, brought me joy and I loved. So it's just looking at, yeah, where are those things and how can you bring them into your life? I am being reminded of so many things that I did as a kid <laughs> that 
What did you do, Chris? <laughs> My dad uh, didn't allow any fiction or comic books in the house. <laughs> so every day I would wait for the newspaper guy to deliver the daily newspaper and I would sit and read the newspaper mm. with my dad. <laughs> I don't know if it, it brought me joy or it's just like, oh, I can't read anything else. I'll just read the newspaper then. Or maybe it was spending time with your dad. <laughs> or that Feeling too. like an adult, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about the crisis in the U.S. <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh my I love goodness. it. Insights. It's times like this Chris's Indonesia that I realize <laughs> how different Kus and I were raised. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the way that to bring this back to self-love and the way that this all relates to self-love is that, you know. I forgot being... about that. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Let's get back to our podcast. Is that intentionally doing things that bring you joy. I mean, that is a huge act of self-love. The way that we love ourselves and we treat ourselves well is that we allow ourselves to do things that we love and things that make us feel great. You know, that is just in the same way that if we had someone else in our life that we loved, what, what we want to do for that person is to create some kind of joy for them, you know, then it's about mm -hmm. being able to do that for ourselves. This is why people, you know, like, um, creating surprises for their partners or buying them thoughtful gifts or doing an act of service or whatever it may be is because they love to see the joy that that creates in the other person. And so this is an ultimate act of love. And so self-love is about how can you create these moments for yourself? Yes. So brilliant. I really love talking about this. I feel like we think joy is out there and far mm -hmm. away. We've got to work so hard for it. Mm. And the reality is it's so much closer um, mm. than we think it is. And it's so much more accessible than we fear it's not. Yeah. And so it really is the invitation of when you say, um, how can I love myself better today? It's just simply saying, what brings me joy? Mm -hmm. What can I do to access that right now? What can I do in the next five minutes? That would be a small bit of that. That yeah. can adjust the whole day, the whole outlook of, of how your day's going. Totally. Just by focusing on, um, can I go to my car and listen to that song during my lunch break? And can maybe I watch that... carpool karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. For me, it's, uh, can I binge listen to the Andy J Pizza podcast, Creative uh, Pep Talk? Yes. I can just hear the beginning strands of music to that podcast, and I feel so pumped up out of my mind. <laughs> I love it. And again, that's just um, on my normal commute home from work, listening mm. to that. Mm. I come home to, I'm a different person. I'm just so excited yeah. um, about my next creative thing I'm doing because of the way he talks about creativity. Yes. And I love that. So the invitation for everyone listening is to find what those moments are for you and to bring more of them into your life. And yeah, how can you do that so that 2020 is a joyful one? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first episode in 2020 of our podcast. If you have any comments or if you'd like to share, you can come check us out on Instagram at you are infinitely loved. See you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
Our hope is that each day you feel more connected to the knowledge that you are infinitely loved. If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us at yourinfinitelyloved.com.